0: The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to John. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him and without him, not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life. came through jesus christ no one has ever seen god it is god the only son who is close to the father's heart who has made him known the gospel of the lord Lord
1: in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god he was with god in the beginning amen amen Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Today is the fifth day of Christmas. I do not have a partridge and a pear tree, or two turtle doves, or three French hens, or four calling birds, not to mention five golden rings. But I do have five stories for you today. Story number one. My husband, Greg, and I plan to t- take our kids to Vermont the day after Christmas. But in the chaos of the season, Christmas night arrived, and we had not yet reserved a room in a hotel. So I went online and found a few options in the general area of our Vermont relatives. One was in a historical Victorian inn. There was one room left in this inn. A two-bedroom suite in the carriage house up on the top floor where the haymow used to be. The price was more than we had planned, but it was Christmas, so we decided to treat ourselves to what we assumed would be luxurious accommodations. When we arrived on the night of the 26th, the innkeeper, a tall, strong woman named Kathy, met us at our car. She carried half of our luggage up two flights of stairs in the carriage house, while we tagged along carrying our children and the rest of our luggage. The rooms were interesting. The stairs were clearly too steep to bother lugging a vacuum cleaner up to the top floor and the eclectic collection of sheets and towels were of questionable cleanliness and the windows did not have curtains though they did look out on the parking lot and the other house. An hour after we arrived, innkeeper Kathy finally left us in our room after having bustled around fixing things and moving furniture and chatting until well past our kids' bedtime. Once she was gone, we looked through the guest book and found many comments from past guests about how great Kathy and her applesauce pancakes were. And we also found diplomatic comments about the charm of the good and bad things that people had experienced in these rooms. And we found comments about ghosts. (laughs) Apparently, the carriage house was known to be haunted. I had to remind myself that even here, perhaps especially here, Christ was to be found. Because at that first Christmas, God came to be with us all in all places for all time. In the words of today's gospel, through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Story number two, our adventures at the inn made me think back a few days to the Christmas Eve pageant here at Trinity. In scene two of the pageant, Griffin and William portrayed two stressed out innkeepers who were trying to take care of the whole congregation, their guests on a busy night in Bethlehem. Along came a young couple, desperate for a place to rest after a long journey. Nora, as Joseph, pulled a rolling donkey, while Chloe, as Mary, complained about her aching back. Mary was minutes from giving birth, and she was not a happy camper. The innkeepers had towels and water and even brochures to local attractions, but they did not have room left in their inn. They did, however, eventually realize that something in this girl who was about to give birth was very special and as angels ran circles around our church and as Sarah, our pageant MC, sang O Monum Mysterium from the altar, the innkeeper settled the young couple into their stable and there in the itchy hay surrounded by animals and chaos, the Christ child. A wide-eyed 11-month-old named Jackson was born, and I am not sure if there was a dry eye in our church. Today's gospel tells us that he, Christ, the Word, Logos, has always been with us since the beginning of time, and yet through the incarnation he came to be received by us. In a surreal new way. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him to all who received him, who believed in his name. He gave power to become children of God. Story number three. A couple millennia ago, a writer was going about the task of recording the life of Christ. This writer may have been one of Jesus' disciples may have even been Jesus' beloved best friend. Or this writer may have been someone who wrote down an oral history that was brought up through the years before his life. The writer may or may not have read the other stories that have been written about Jesus. The other stories, the ones we've included in our canon anyway, tended to start at the beginning of Jesus' life with the genealogy of his dad, Joseph, or with his birth, or with his ministry. The other stories, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, were rather literal. The writer of this story, however, seemed to want to communicate a more cosmic depiction of who Jesus was. So the writer started with poetry, a hymn of sorts. The poem was meant to communicate the deeper truth of the incarnation. It was meant to inspire a sense of awe And mystery, transcendence and infinity around the miracle of a God who was present before time, present before creation. A God who chose to be known intimately by creation as part of creation, a God who came in the incarnation. And so the story that we call the Gospel of John began with the poetry that we hear today and the word became flesh and lived among us and we have seen his glory the glory as of a father's only son full of grace and truth story number four on christmas day i saw something in the sky that i've never seen before behind thin gray clouds the sun shone brightly and was flanked by two spots of light that themselves looked like suns it was where the sunlight reflected off the clouds it was as if the sun was a face and the other two spots were outstretched hands greg and i looked for a long time at this triplet of lights The two smaller lights were bordered by smudges of red, yellow, and blue, and we saw that these spots of brightness and color poking through the gray clouds sat along the arc of a huge rainbow over the sun, most of which was obscured by clouds. This masterpiece of light and color in the western sky in front of us was breathtaking on its own, but then... Off to the north, I noticed that the sky was deep blue instead of gray, and that there were wisps of clouds, shaped like S's, in a collection along the horizon, abstract dancing angels. With the pageant so fresh on my mind, I felt I was witnessing a celestial nativity, the Son of God at the center flaked, spl- uh, flanked by his earthly parents. Smaller spots of colored light, angels dancing all around. A collection of jet streams appeared, shepherds on their way to bear witness to the miracle of miracles, the incarnation. Everyone coming to see and receive the divine gift of grace and truth. And John's poem continues. From his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Story number five, which is admittedly part two of story number one. <laughs> On the morning of december twenty seventh, my family awoke in our quirky inn in our quirky room at the inn sneezing from the dust, and we headed down for breakfast. Downstairs, innkeeper Kathy cooked our breakfast while our kids ran around a very cluttered dining room, moving from a huge pile of stuffed animals to an old rocking horse flanked by fake Christmas trees to a life-size Frankenstein who sang and danced by the fireplace. (laughs) There was also a table of crafts for sale. Plastic dinosaurs that had little hats and scarves knitted for them. Barbie dolls with fancy paper dresses and aluminum foil wings. And monsters made from knotted up old recycled material. We found ourselves asking, what is this place? Where in the world have we landed? A question that I can only imagine God asked Himself many times during His 33 years of residing in the human form of Jesus of Nazareth. From the stable to the cross, Jesus' time on earth was neither luxurious, nor sanitary, nor safe. But I do not doubt that it was rich in quirkiness. And it was rich in stories, in creativity, in relationships, in suffering, and above all, in love. It was a life given to us that our lives might be deeper, richer, more loving, more in line with God's intention for creation at the beginning of time. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the word was God. Jesus' life was one chosen by God with the simple and complex goal of being closer to us. So that we might experience God up close. And ever since that lifetime of a baby, a carpenter, a nomadic preacher, a teacher who roamed the hills of Judea 2,000 years ago, God has been made known more clearly in pageants and inns and in sunbeams and in each other. Christ, in his incarnation, I believe, removed whatever veils had previously existed between God and God's creation. And God was made known to us. Our gospel concludes, no one has ever seen God. It is God, the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. I can't imagine that there will ever be a better gift or a better story than that. Amen.